0: Amen. All right, just, just a couple other quick announcements. I know some of them weren't up there. Uh, be sure, men of any age, to get your brochures out here. The Men of Iron is coming rapidly. You can ask questions. Uh, they'll answer them out there. It's it's a registration that you got to get in here before long. I promise you, you'll enjoy it. Uh, we've topped probably 1,200 men, sometimes even a little bit more. All ages, it's an incredible experience. It's a good thing. And so make yourself aware of that. Uh, this Sunday night at 6, we have what we call the state of the church. I do this one time a year. You're welcome to that. A lot of it just goes over to the finances of the church. And just some insight on that. If, if that pertains to you, you're welcome to come to that. All right, go with me to the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians 5. Slow down. Slow down. All right, we've been talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, of The first week, that's probably three or four weeks ago now, we talked about love. Now, the fruit of the Spirit can only come from the Holy Spirit. Once you get born again, the, the Holy Spirit will come on the inside of you and deposit that within you. But He's the one that will start working within you and developing that when we yield to Him. When we yield in us. And so love, guys, the Bible's very clear that we're the love God. We're to love our our neighbor as ourself. Now, the key to that is got to get to the point where you can receive Father God's love, that you don't earn that love, okay? You just receive it. But the second key there is that you love yourself, and that's not with an arrogance, a better-than-thou. That is, I love you, Father God, how you created me. And so, therefore, when I get to that point in my life, I'm able to give it away. I cannot give away what I don't have, Okay? It's important for you to get where you you say, "Whoa, God loves me. God loves me. And then look in the mirror and say, I love myself. Now, Father, God, help me to give it away. You know, I came up here on uh, Friday night. The teenagers were having disciple now. And and the Holy Spirit was moving. And uh, I just asked Pastor Jimmy, I said, "Can Can I speak just for a second? I know why I wasn't invited here to speak, but can I? And he said, "Yeah." And so I got up there, and man, all those teenagers, a lot of you children, they were just jammed down there. And I said to them, "I just really sense right now that some of you don't like yourself. You always compare yourself. That I don't look like this. I don't act like this. I'm not smart. I'm not. I'm stupid. I don't have friends." And it's just what I just talked about, the fruit of love. And I told him, listen, guys, every one of us, we got to get to the place where we can receive the love of God and understand God wonderfully and fearfully created me. God loves me. But I also love myself. Oh, my gosh, you couldn't, couldn't believe how many of them came to the altar and just began to weep before God that they didn't like themselves. I'm just tipping you off to tell some of you parents, tell them. Tell them how much you love them and how valuable they are to you. Step on out there, okay? The second one we talked about was the fruit of peace. Let the peace of God rule in your heart as the umpire in every ear. God will lead you by peace. Last week we talked about patience. Let patience have its perfect work. James 1, 2 says... That counted all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Hebrews 6.12 says that through faith and patience we inherit. Now, we're going to go to a whole nother one tonight. Two of them. The fruit of kindness and the fruit of goodness. Now, the, the, the fruit of kindness is the cause. The fruit of goodness is the effect. What do I mean or what's the difference? Well... The cause is kindness, and the cause reflects my attitude and my heart. Just even toward people. How many of you have got around people before, and you could tell their attitude toward you wasn't real good? The goodness is the effect or the doing. That's the doing. When goodness comes out of people, man, you're acting. Man, you're beginning to do good things for people. Now, every one of the fruit of the Spirit that you can read there in Galatians five twenty two and 23... The more I yield to the Holy Spirit in these areas, the more not only will I grow and develop it, the easier it will become for me to do it. And the easier it will become for me to do it, and as long as I keep yielding to him and saying, okay, Holy Spirit, help me. How many of you have ever been around a Christian that's just an incredible lover, goodness and kindness just rolls out of them? How many of you have ever been around people like that? You know, kind of looking at me like, I've never seen anybody like that. I I, I say this about my own mother. That's how she is. It just rolls out of my mother. It's easy for my mother to be a lover and kind and, and good to people. But that had to be developed in her. And maybe you have a mother. Maybe you have grandmothers. Maybe you have friends. And you look and say, man, I wish I could be kind like them. I wish I, you know what, you can That's why we're talking on this. Begin with me. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. Now, these are some of Paul's general instructions to believers. But one of the key things in verse 8 is he says, put on. Put on, put on, put on. Now, many times in the Bible, you'll see that reference. Put this on or put this off. Now, when I look here in verse 8, what he's telling me to put on, faith and love and the helmet of hope or salvation, I believe right here, he's telling us there's a dress code in heaven. And you're going to have to purpose in your heart to put these on every day. It's just like the, the clothes you're wearing right now. They didn't jump off the hanger right on... You made a decision to do that. This is the same thing he's telling me right here. Put these on. And so what happens, guys? I got a plan. I got a purpose what I'm going to wear. How many of you plan maybe tonight what your little guys are going to wear to school tomorrow? Maybe you get it out and you have it all laid out so tomorrow morning, man, they're they're ready to go. Well, what that is, is is that's purpose on it. And so... Even with this area of putting on love and these things, guys, I can't wait to put them on until I feel like it. i got to begin to put them on every day. You know, this time of the year here in the winter, you, you plan to put on a coat. You plan to, to have gloves or a hat. In my house, I put them on a chair right there by the back door. Now, Shelly can't stand that. But tough. The reason I put it there is this. I know that I'm going to walk right past that. And so as long as it's there, I'm going to get it. But I must plan on that. Well, this is what he's talking about here. Begin to make plans for that. Verse 9. For God did not appoint us to wrath or anger, but to attain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, how do you obtain salvation? The only way is through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. Verse 10. Jesus, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. How are we to live together with Him? Therefore, comfort. That word comfort right there means to encourage. It means to admonish, to exhort. And who are we to comfort? Each other. We're to encourage each other. We're to admonish each other. We're to exhort each other. That's to build each other up and say, come on, hang in there. You can do it. Look what he says next. And edify. That word edify means to build up. It means to strengthen. And who are we to edify? One another, just as you are also doing. Now, to do what he tells us right here in verse 11, it's going to take work. It's going to take effort. And it's going to take some time. You know, one of the greatest things that God can deliver every one of us from is yourself, from me. And so to walk this out, guys, I can't live selfish. So many of the time of the day, it's always got to be me, 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 me. When I step out and start living like he's telling me here, guys, it's going to cost me something. It's going to cost. Verse number 12. And we urge you. Brethren, fellow believers, to recognize those who labor among you and over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem their very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Be at peace with each other. Live at peace. Verse 14. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are uh, unruly, out of line. Comfort the faint-hearted. Uphold the weak, the exhausted, and be patient with all now a lot of times when we read these things it's easy to read them it's easy to sit there and look at them day the 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 thing that's difficult is to do them to start stepping out now these are things that me and you can pray we can say father god help me help me step out in this area verse 15 see that no one renders evil for evil to anyone Now, one of the words there for render is repay. You know what he just told us? See that you repay no one. Evil for evil. Now, every one of us in this room, we've had the thoughts at times, paybacks are rough. Many of us in this room, if we've said this, if it's the last thing I do on earth, I'm going to get even with them. I'm going to get even with them. Have you ever said that? Yeah, I've said that. I've said that now. He tells us here, don't render evil for evil. Now, you know what? That's easy. That's the flow of the world. That's how the world lives. It's a dog-eat-dog world. But as believers, he tells us, don't live that way. Don't live that way. Now, years ago, I, I worked at a utility company. And part of my job was to collect money when people were late. And it was a thankless job. I mean, it was rough. And so there was a restaurant in Clovis, me you know where it was. It was down on Grand and Prince. It used to be called the Old Thunderbird. And the lady that ran that restaurant at the time was two days older than dirt. She was ancient, man. I mean, she was a dinosaur. She had straight gray white hair. And I'm telling you right now, guys, She was the wicked witch of the east, the west, the north, this ever direction. And when you got her order, oh my gosh, it was rugged. You're like, oh no, I got to go in there and see her. Well, God began to deal with me in this area. And one day, when he was working on me with the fruit of goodness and kindness, he said, just go in there and show her goodness and kindness. And, man, I mean, I'm thinking, that's a great thought, Lord, but have you ever seen this lady, Father God? I mean, she's rugged. So I walk in, and she looks up, and, of course, I've got a water company uniform, and she looks, and I'm telling you, man, if looks would killed, I'd have been dead on the spot. So she comes over. I mean, she starts growling at me. I mean, she cursed me. She told me how ugly my mom was, my dad, all my relatives. Man, she was went down the list. And so I said to her, I said, listen, ma'am, I know you're running a business here. I'm not against you. I'm just doing my job. And I said, now, I want to help you. I don't want to cut your water off. And she said, I'll be there tomorrow and pay. I said, no, 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 you don't understand. You're three months behind right now. I don't have that option. You're going to pay or I'm going to have to cut you. But I said, I don't want to cut you. I said, so what can I do to help you? And she said, well if you could come back after two o'clock I'll pay you and I said okay I'm gonna trust you I'm gonna do it and I said you know what it's way out of my line to come back here but I'm gonna do it so I go through the day and I go back at two o'clock and you know what she does she pays me and she looked at me and she said thank you for working for me thank you for helping me out and it was like the Lord was saying, see, dummy, I'm just telling you, if you'll just be kind and good to people. Now, you want to know the rest of the story? The next few months down the line, anytime those other guys got her bill, it freak, they'd go into a coma. Man, it freaked Oh, no, we got to go see her. I said, how much would it mean to you if I went and saw her for you? They'd say, I'll buy you a hamburger. And I said, it's on. I'll go see her. And I'd walk in there and I'd just be kind and good to her in there. So once again, I don't care who you're dealing with right now. Look at this. Who in your life would it be easier to say evil for evil? Every one of us have people like that on a daily basis. But this is where the fruit of kindness and goodness kicks in. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have to put your flesh down. You're going to have to look and say, okay, Father God, I'm going to step out here. What if it doesn't work? You keep sowing it. You keep doing it. Keep reading. He says, render evil for evil to no one or to anyone. But always, always, always pursue what is good both for yourselves and for all. Now that word pursue right there, guys, that doesn't mean that God is going to just dump a bucket on you. That means you're going to have to do something. You're going to have to step out. Is it a natural tendency? No. Is it going to be where you've got all these Holy Ghost goosebumps on you? No. Not going to happen. But pursuing is saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to put this on today. The Amplified says, aim to show kindness and seek to do good. Now, I could keep reading the next few verses here, but I want you to look just at verse 19. Skip down there just for time's sake. Look what it says. Do not quench the Spirit. I believe one of the ways we quench the Spirit is when we treat other people bad. When we begin to repay evil for evil, we cut off the Holy Spirit. He backs off in our lives. And we don't want to do that. I can't get to that place. Now, go go to your right just a little bit to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Now, as you're turning, I'm going to ask you a question. Are you good to people? Let me ask you something else. Are you good to all people? Are you kind and considerate? Do I aim and seek to be proactive? Do I overcome evil with good? And so it's something every one of us are going to have to ask ourselves. That I'm going to have to learn to do that, to be good to all people. I don't care who they are. Now, I'm going to revert back to my past, guys, because God's been dealing with me for this for years and years and years. And it's amazing how God will teach you to do stuff. Right there where you work, be good to all people. Put on kindness. Put on goodness. I worked for this water utility company, guys, and 90% of my day was spent in the alleys. You know who's in the alleys? The most wanted. The winos. The homeless. I mean, you got a great, great class of people out there. You know what? I begin to fall in love with those people. I'm telling God begin to move in my life, and it started out, guys, showing kindness. Where you went by people who were never noticed. How do you p- treat people that aren't noticed? In other words, people in our society that we we throw our nose at. Like, who are you? The very people that clean our toilets. The very people that do jobs that other people don't like to do. But yet many times we look at them like, who are you? And so I begin to walk this out. And man, the Lord would deal with me. And so it started this way in the alleys. When I would see these guys, I'd say, how are you today? You know how most every one of them were? They never raised their hand. Never raised their hand. Just keep their head down. They would never make eye contact. You just stayed after them. I said, hey, how are you today? God bless you. God loves you. Did it happen overnight? No, it didn't happen overnight. But when I showed them kindness, it started leading to me to the door of goodness. I found people in the alley, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And so I can sit here and talk big Christian that, but they wanted to see what all I was going to do. And so it was wonderful that I would just buy bags of fruit and I'd give them apples and I'd give them oranges and I would begin to talk to them and they would begin to open up to me. And I'd put them in my truck with me and turn on the heater in the middle of winter. Man, it began to work on me, guys. People that no one even noticed. And it got to the point, guys, where I could drive down the street and they would all hang out on this one corner and I'd say to my kids when they were with me, I said, watch this. And when they would see me honk the horn, they would all stand up and wave. They would wave. Why? Because I begin to notice and become good to all people. Now, it's easy to sit in our churches and say, that's not gonna, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to step out just to church. No, we got to notice people that aren't noticed. Now, I'm not lifting up. I'm telling you everyday things in my life. For the last five or six weeks, every Sunday, right down here at the corner of, of Quaker and the Loop on the Access Road, there's those guys who give papers. Man, they're out there cold, rainsly. A lot of man, when I go by early in the morning on Sunday morning, they're, they're out there. Well, I've purposed in my heart to show this one goodness and kindness. Man, i purpose. I said, I'm going to show him. So, believe this or not, it's one traffic light that I kind of like to hit red. Because I get the opportunity, I get on that inside lane where he's going to be and he sits right there in his chair. And so I roll down my window and I begin to say, God bless you, and he'll he'll talk to me about the things of God. I say, God loves you, God's forgiven you, and he'll tell me, I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. But one thing is to talk kindness, it's another thing to show him goodness. So now when I go by, you know what my heart's desire is? I want a blessing. So every Sunday now, he'll see me coming. He'll see that red red pickup that's going about 80. And I'll hand him money. And I'll tell him, I don't want any papers. I don't want nothing. And he'll yell at me and say, no, no, you can't do that. And I say, I just want to bless you. You bless my life just being out here. And so guess what? Because I'm not kidding. On Sundays now, I see him. When he sees that red truck, he knows who it is. Why don't you some of you ride home with me after church? I'm gonna show you. You don't believe me. But what it is, guys, you begin to step out of your comfort zone and say, Father God, fill me with goodness and kindness. Pastor, have you always been that? No. I've been selfish as most of you. Hebrews 10, verse 24. And let us consider one another. Let us consider who? Who did he say? One another. Give attention and continuous care to one another. Look what he goes on to say. In order to stir up love, to stimulate love, to incite love. And he ends with this right there. And good works, helpful deeds, and noble activities. Now, when we start talking about it here, guys, it's all about the action, it's about the doing. I think the best way I can tell you is you gotta walk the talk and begin to say, Father God, I ask you to cross my path with people today that I can show them kindness and I can show them goodness. And you go on the lookout and begin to look for people like that. You know, in, in Acts 10 38, it says how Jesus of Nazareth went about doing good. And healing all those that were sick. But he went about doing good. And when you look at Jesus' life, guys, Jesus allowed people to interrupt his plans. He allowed people to interrupt his day. I think this is what he's trying to tell us in here, that I'm going to have to slow down and say, okay, Father God, my life is more than just about me. Go to a couple pages to your right. Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. Verse 16. Look what he tells us here. But do not forget to do good. You know what that means? I'm going to have to purpose. I'm going to have to put these things on. Do not to forget to do good and to share for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. And so when I look at all that, you know what I see here? God notices how I treat other people. He notices how you treat other people. And our society right now is full of rudeness, it's harsh, it's in a hurry, it's crude, it's inconsiderate. And so once again, I think even tears, he's telling me, you've got to start noticing those that aren't noticed. Now, how many of you have ever been with people and just studied how they do in life? I do that all the time. I love to be with people and watch how they treat other people. And Bob Worst's not here tonight. Bob's in his 70s, but Bob plays golf about every day. Blessing. <laughs> That's the will of God. But he plays out at Lubbock Country Club, and periodically I'll go out there with him. Now, what I've noticed out there, there's two or three guys out there that with the clientele that plays golf out there, the most people out there, their nose is up in the air. It can be better than now. These guys, one, all he does is tends the carts, the other one's tins the golf bags, and another one's like a greenskeeper. But I've noticed over the times that I've been out there that Bob Worth, he knows every one of them by name, and every one of them know him by name. And when Bob gets out of the car, Bob doesn't know this, but I watch every those guys, every one of them, they begin to make eye contact with Bob. You know what? They're looking because they know Bob's going to talk to us. Bob's going to bless us. This is, I believe, one of the, some of the things that he's trying to tell us here. Every one of us. And he's telling me, don't forget to do good. Every day. Let's end with this here. John chapter 13. John 13, maybe. We may end, we may not. You know what it means when a preacher looks at his watch? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I got a good friend, guys, who lives out in the middle of nowhere. I mean middle of nowhere. A UPS truck runs to his house every day. I don't know how far out of the way the guy's got to go. But they have gotten to know this UPS driver over the years. And he's so familiar with them that he'll knock on their door, and if no one's there, and it's a small package, he'll open the door, go in their house, and set it on the table. If it's a big package, he'll open the door, go all the way through the house, out to the garage, open the garage door, put it in, and shut the garage door down. That's how well he knows them, and how often he's there. But this last Christmas, they both gave him gift cards, and said, we just want you to know We appreciate what you do for us every day. This guy said, I have been a UPS delivery driver for over 30 years. And he said, no one has ever done that for me. He began to weep and cry. He began to weep and cry. And I thought, that's the love of God. That's the kindness of God. That's the goodness of God. John 13 verse 34, once again we've read this, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, how? As I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, by the way you love, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Now, how would this actually look like in our lives? If we begin to love people like Christ, how would this look in my life? How would this look in your life? See, the proof of what we know is in what we do. It's just not in my words. Words are great, guys, to encourage and do it. But something happens when I begin to do, when I begin to obey. Now, I look at the man named Joseph, and you can look there in Genesis 45 and Genesis 50. It'll give you great insight. But his own brothers, guys, they tried to kill him. They sold him as a slave. All they knew, he's dead, he's gone. Thirteen years in the prison. Twenty years later, his brothers cross his path. Joseph knows who they are, but they don't know who he is. And when Joseph reveals to himself who he is, I believe their thoughts were, Oh no, we're fixing to die. He's going to pay us back. But he didn't. He showed them kindness and goodness. And later on when their father died in Genesis 50, they thought, Daddy's dead, he's going to get us now. And and uh, Joseph's exact words were, I'm going to show you goodness and kindness. I'm not going to pay you back. And I believe this was one of the reasons right here that God blessed Joseph. All those years that he could have sowed evil for evil, but he chose not to. He said, I'm going to be good, and I'm going to be kind, and I'm going to bless. And so it's something that every one of us have to put this on. Now, I'm going to end with a true story here. And when I read this, and I've read this over and over and over, this really began to move in my heart. There was a young boy, a sophomore in high school. He had no friends. He was the one that everybody would pick on. Everybody would shove on. He was the, whether you want to call it the geek, the nerd, whatever. One Friday afternoon when school gets out, he goes and he cleans out his locker. He takes everything he has. He's walking home and he's going down the schoolyard. And the bullies who picked on him over and over, they see him. They come and they ultimately shove him down. Knock all his books down, break his glasses, his nose bleed, and they run off. This other boy who's a sophomore, he comes walking out of the school, and he sees him on the ground, and he goes over there and helps him. He picks him up, puts his glasses on, helps him get all his books, wipes his nose. And he looks at him and says, you okay? And he said, I'm walking home from school, would you like to walk with me? Now the boy who helped him was very popular. They're walking home from school and they find out that they live two blocks away. They never knew that. The popular boy said, listen, I'm going to go to the varsity football game tonight. Would you like to come with me? The boy said, no, I, I don't have any friends. He said, no, I want you to come with me. He said, actually, I'll come by and get you and we'll walk to the game together and you can sit with me. So he goes to the game with this this boy. And just because this popular boy has all these friends, they begin to gravitate toward this other boy. Fast forward two years. This boy who had been picked on his whole life and had been kicked around and bullied, over the next two years, he becomes very popular because of that one boy who invited him. He's done so well that he's the class valedictorian. So that day he gives the graduation speech. And he stands up and he begins to tell everyone there who he's thankful for. And he said, I appreciate my mom and dad. I appreciate my siblings. This teacher, that teacher, I appreciate this coach. And he said, but before I end today, I want to tell you a true story. He said, when I was a sophomore in high school, one Friday afternoon, he said, I went to my locker and I cleaned it out. I took every book that I had and he said, I took every possession that I had and I cleaned it out. And he said, I was going to go home that weekend and commit suicide. But he said, because of that guy right there, who showed me kindness and showed me goodness, I stand before you this day. And I looked and I thought, how many people in our society does this happen to every day? How many times do we take up for other people? How many times do do I even have a clue what some of you are going through today? Probably not. And you know what's sad to say? Sometimes we don't even care. I don't even care. I've been busy today too. Well, does that give me a license not to be kind and good? And so we live in a society, guys, that we're so structured on me. But what would happen if we just begin to put on goodness and kindness and say, okay, Father God, go to work with me. Begin to work in my life and help me. Love people every day. Help me to be kind to people. Help me to be good to people. Stand up with me. I hope that helped you tonight. Man, I told you a bunch of stories about my life, didn't I?